Thanks for joining us today on the Centerpoint podcast coming from the Loft on Main in Danville, Kentucky. For more information, check us out at centerpointdanville.com. Good morning, church. How are we doing today? Good morning. Good morning. Hey, my name is Jeff. Um, and if you don't know me, I am a, just a piece of the amazing team that gets to help and work with high school and middle school students here at Centerpoint through Living Room. Um, so if there are any high school or middle school students, I see a whole row um, that has not got plugged in, uh, please come talk to us afterwards because we are about to launch Summer Living Room and we got some great things planned. I think there's like a pool party every other weekend. Uh, so thanks. Um, but God is going to do some amazing things through you all. So just link up with us. Um, to all of our online listeners, um, I know this is a new voice. You may not know my face, but thank you for listening. Um, all of our family in India, um, thank you so much for tuning in. And to everyone else, just thank you for um, choosing Centerpoint this morning. So we may have uh, thought just what is going on today when the devil knocks. They got snakes on the screen. Hopefully they don't got snakes in the back. Um, but come on, guys. Listen, Jason, Jason let me start off when the devil knocks, so it's get ready, guys. Buckle in, okay? Buckle in, because it's going to be a roller coaster. But how many of you all, like, feel like the devil is knocking at your door? Nobody. Let me ask one more time. Let me ask you one more time. How many of us feel like the devil is knocking? And can I get an amen? You can, you can talk back to me. It's okay. For me, I feel like sometimes the devil's like in my kitchen at 2 o'clock in the morning in my refrigerator eating a turkey sandwich and drinking milk out the jug. <laughs> like, get out of my house. But I guarantee you that this, like today is not a devil glorifying series. Love, when the devil knocks is not a devil glorifying series. What it is, is we, it's helping us, um, what we want to talk about is that we actually have an enemy. We actually have someone that is against us, the evil one. And so we want to better equip ourselves to be able to fight back when the devil knocks. And here you guys say, not today, Satan. Not today, Satan. You guys say it like that, he's, he's coming. I believe that one of the most common misconceptions about the evil one is that he's like a little red guy with like horns and a red suit and a pitchfork. Actually, he is the God, little g, of darkness. And we worship the God of light. He is the father of lies. And we worship the, the God of truth. He comes to steal, kill, and what? But Christ came to give us life and life abundantly. In fact, the Bible teaches this that we do not fight against flesh and blood. I know what you're thinking. It's not your mother-in-law you're fighting against. It's not that one. <laughs> it's, not, it's not that coworker that looks at you and they, they look at you like their stomach hurts. You got those people that you like walk in and they're like this? <laughs> you know, like chill out. I'm having a good day. I'll listen to Caleb on the way here. You're not gonna steal my joy. Have a Snickers, Becky, and leave me alone. <laughs> Am I right? We do not battle against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities of the evil world. And that's what we're going to talk about over the next three weeks as we dive into when the devil knocks. Say it with me, church. Not today, Satan. Not today, Satan. 
we got it now, only two wins. Trust me, it's going to get better. What people don't really understand, I believe, is that actually Lucifer was, was created by God. He was actually a part of the, the three archangels, Gabriel, Michael, and Lucifer. And he was the God, or sorry, he was the angel of worship. He was beautiful and full of light. But then he became to get jealous of God and all the glory that God received. How many of you guys got people that are jealous of you, amen? But he, and then he pit himself against God, so God shunned him along with one-third of the angels who are now the demons. Imagine, like, hanging out with the wrong angel that day. Like, where are we going? Lucifer, Lu- we're going with Lucifer. All right, cool. Wait a, wait a minute. <laughs> you know, this is hot. But, but along with Lucifer and those three, one-third um, of the angels, these are the, um, the, the evil that fights against us. Why does this matter? Why are we doing it to start off the summer? It's because we want you all, your family, all of us to have an amazing summer. This summer, we got a lot going on. Like, like Anita and Amy said, we got Love Built This. Really, really awesome. We got Live Love Loud Now. Live Loud Now. Love Loud Now. And as we launch into the warehouse, we don't want to allow the enemy one inch Amen? We don't want to allow the enemy one inch because we know. I was actually in the warehouse. They don't let me in there a lot. They, it's okay. But I was in there with a hammer and some worship music, and I was beating those walls down. I was like, no wall, you won't break down because I understand that that's what God is going to do through that, through us, as we launch over there. And so this is why we're going through this so that we can better fight against the enemy when the devil knocks. And the whole thing is about how we are going to stand up in God's name and fight against him. C.S. Lewis said this. He says, this is crazy. He says, there is no neutral ground in the universe. Every square inch, every split second is claimed by God and counterclaimed by Satan. Every single moment, while you're singing a song, while you're on your way to, to work, and you know you got those guys that are on the side of the road, that's spiritual warfare going on right there. Every single moment, there is a spiritual battle going on. And so over the next three weeks, today we're going to be talking about how Satan is the deceiver who attacks us with lies. How many of us feel like Satan has lied to us? Come on, you're not pretty enough. He doesn't love you. You can just go hang out with your guys. That's the lie that he tells me and the people that surround me like pour into me against this lie. He tells me that I'm worthless. It's like, Jeff, man, you're worthless. And you know, when Satan tells me that, what, that I'm worthless, you know what I try to do? I try to prove my worth. So then I go, and I'm just like trying to do everything in my power to prove that I'm worthy. Stepping over people, like, forget what you think, this is what we're doing. I'm worthy, I'm worthy, I'm worthy. Look at me, I'm worthy. And what I'm actually doing is multiplying the scheme of the devil, because then I'm hurting people. So not only am I listening to the devil, I'm giving him 
the authority to speak to other people. Next week, Jason is going to be talking about how Satan is the accuser who attacks our hearts with accusations. You are not and will never be good enough for God. No matter what you do, no matter how many times you go to church, no matter how many times you read your Bible, you will not be good enough. That is a lie. And lastly, we're going to be talking about something that I think that the church doesn't really talk about. How Satan is the destroyer who attacks our will with pride. So today, we're going to be talking about how he is the deceiver. John, in John 8, John 8, 44, Jesus says this about Satan. He says, first, he starts off with, you belong to your father. Jaden, come on up. We're done. You belong to your father. That's all you really need to know. The devil and you want to carry you out of the, your, father's will, your father's desires. He was a murderer from the start, from the beginning, holding not to the truth. For there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native tongue. For he is a liar and the father of lies. Let me hear you say it, church. Not today, Satan. Not today, Satan. So every time the enemy speaks, every time Satan talks, he's lying. Every word that comes out of his mouth is a lie. And that's exactly what he did to Eve in the Garden of Eden. He actually attack the authority of God in his word with lies. And it's crazy to me, if that ain't Jesus, don't answer it. It's crazy to me. <laughs> it's crazy to me that, uh, oh, guys, told you, bumpy ride. It's crazy to me that, that Satan could have come in any way. Like, in any, he could have said anything. He could have attacked Eve's insecurities. But he decided to attack Attack God's word. He could have been like, <clears throat> snake impersonation, get ready. Psst. Adam doesn't really love you. Adam wants to go to his man cave. You get it? They didn't have a house, Adam, you know. Adam wished God made a PlayStation instead of a woman. Go put, go put some leaves on, you nasty. <laughs> Adam wants his rib back. He could have did anything. Instead, he decided to attack God's word. And if you're taking notes, these are, I'm going to give you all two ways as, or how the deceiver attacks us. One, the deceiver questioned God's word. Genesis 3.1, the woman said, oh, he said to the woman, I'm sorry. He said to the woman, did God really say you must not eat from the trees in the garden? Notice how, this side note, that's my Satan voice. You guys got it? <laughs> Notice how Satan didn't question whether or not God spoke. Satan didn't question whether or not God spoke. He only questioned what he said. And that's exactly what he does, right? He plants seeds of doubt. Is the Bible really real? Come on. Is the Bible really real? Do you have to read your Bible every day? That book is boring. Harry Potter. That's a good book. 
Fifty Shades of Grey, read that one. <laughs> Don't read that one. <laughs> it's, wait a second, listen. How is that book, how is it living and breathing? I don't know why he says breathe instead of breathe. Breathing. How is it breathing? It's a book. Come on, you're smarter than that. But he starts to question God's word. And that's what, what happened with Eve. But, but God told Eve, he said, you may freely eat from the garden. Say it with me, church, freely. freely. You may freely eat from the garden. God is like, hey, listen, I love you. Eve, you're amazing. Adam, you're all right, dude. We're working on you. But Eve, you're amazing. Don't go over there. Don't eat that tree. I love you. I made you in my image. You are beautiful. Don't look at that. Everything that the light shines on is yours. But don't go to the elephant graveyard. You can eat freely. But after talking to the devil and having dialogue with him, this is what Eve said back. She said, the woman, or it says in Genesis 3, 2, it says, the woman said to the serpent, wait, let's stop. Why are you talking to a snake, honey? Like, why are you talking to a snake? Second question, Adam, where are you at? Like, where is Adam in this situation? Probably in his man cave, right? The woman said to the serpent, we may eat from the trees in the garden. You see where she forgot? Freely. Implying that God is holding something back, right? God is holding something back from me. Obviously, he doesn't want you to live freely and have all the satisfaction of the world. And here's something that I think is is key. When you start to question the goodness of God, it is easier for you to disobey the will of God. I'll say that again. You can write this down. Tweet it. When you start to question the goodness of God, it is easier for you to disobey the will of God. The moment that you start listening to Satan, the moment is the moment that you start to question God. So first, the deceiver, the deceiver questioned God's word. Next, he twisted God's word. Twisted. Twist it. Bop it. Pull it. 90s, baby. Stand up. Come on. But he twisted God's word. He said this in, in Genesis 3, 4. Again, Adam, where you at? Why are you talking to a snake? Will you truly die? For God knows when you eat, your eyes will be open. You have new lashes. And you will open your eyes and you'll be like God. See, knowing all the good and evil. What's crazy about this moment is Eve is already like God. Eve was already made in the image and the likeness of God. Eve was already a, a, a reflection of God's, God's heart. But Satan twisted his words to make her feel like she's not good enough. I don't know how to use these. Usually I use handhelds. But say it with me, church. Not today, Satan. So there's something I want you to understand. You're under attack. 
you're under attack. You're under attack. You're under attack. Your family is under attack. Your finances, they're under attack. Your health, they're coming at you. You're under attack. You're under attack. You know, if, um, if someone breaks into my house, God bless you. If someone breaks into my house, you know what I'm going to do? I'll tell you what I'm not going to do. It's this, this is the moment. <sighs> Babe, what was that? So I know that's my wife, Lindsay. She's beautiful. Babe, what was that? Hopefully they don't come upstairs. <laughs> that's, you know, the cover, you know. Babe, where's the cat? <laughs> Avocado, you got this, buddy. <laughs> hopefully, they don't take, hopefully they don't take your camera bag. That's like our life, you know, because my wife is a photographer. Hopefully, you know what? Babe, psst, babe, babe, you got this. Go down there and do something. <laughs> you got it, babe. I believe in you. Go down there. Don't forget spiritual conversations. No, I'm going to turn into a mixture of Batman, Bruce Lee, and Black Panther, and I'm a Wakanda forever. We're going to have some problems. I may be in my Pokemon boxers, but listen. <laughs> I'm from the hood, and you can take the boy out the hood, but you can't take the hood out the boy, amen? And you can't, you're not going to touch my family. You might be able to touch my cat because I'm a dog person, maybe. And you ain't going to touch my PlayStation, so we're going to have... Some issues. <laughs> so every now and again, you may feel like, you may say to yourself, man, I'm feeling spiritually dull. <sighs> what is that? I just can't shake that. You're under attack. Not today, Satan. Not today. Not my house. Not me. Not my job. Not my health. I am made in the image of God, I know who I am. You have no place here. In the name of Jesus, I fight. Or do you sit back? Oh my gosh, when are things going to get better? When are things going to get better? No. Say, not today, Satan. Not today, Satan. When Lindsay and I first moved into our, well, when we got engaged, how Lisa's work on campus is August 1st. You got to move out. So there was three months between our wedding day and when I had to leave. So we had a townhome. We have a townhome in Nicholasville. And I stayed there and Lindsay stayed with her friend. Um, and so that first night, before I went to sleep, I opened up every door. I opened up every window. And from one corner to the next, in every single room, I prayed. I prayed, I worshiped. I said, not here, not this place. Uh-uh, I don't care who was here before. I don't care what's under this place. God, God is my God. He resides here, you must get out. I was screaming, my neighbor saw, I was crazy. I was like, you must leave. I was like, the doors open, I was kicking up. I was, because listen, we are in a spiritual battle. I put my foot down, I said, Satan, listen. You're under this foot because God gave me the power to put you there. So we don't fight against flesh and blood. But because of that, we don't have earthly weapons, right? We have spiritual weapons. 
Ephesians 6 talks about, Paul talks about the, the armor of God, the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the shield of faith, the belt of truth. What is the only offensive weapon? The sword. The sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. The sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Your only offensive weapon in battle is your Bible. So we have to understand that the Bible is not just a, a, a really cool book to, to make us feel good and look good and have really good Facebook posts. No. Your Bible is God's word. It is your greatest weapon against any fight that you come in contact with with the evil one. In Hebrews, it says it is sharper than any double-edged sword. It is the spoken word that helps us fight against the evil one. Here comes a moment of clarity for you all. Where is your Bible? Amen. Where's your Bible? Where's your Bible? Oh, it's, it's on the top shelf right by the cookbook. Right here in my, by my bed. Oh, and I, like, listen, I understand the Bible app is awesome. It helps us navigate through. The Bible app is great. It helps us navigate through the Word of God, right? So we have muscle memory to Facebook. I know exactly how to get to Facebook without looking on my phone. I know exactly how to get to Instagram, but where's your Bible app? Do we have to search for it? Another moment of clarity. If you want to do this, you can do it later. Go to settings. Go to battery usage. And then look at, look at how many, look at, look at the percentage of apps that you've used, how long your phone has been open. It shows you how long you've been on Facebook. How many hours in the last seven days have you been on Facebook compared to your Bible app? Where is it at in that list? Or your news app? Or Facebook? Or Instagram, Snapchat. See, the Bible is alive and well. It helps us through everything we go to, go through. Every spiritual war we fight, it helps us. If you're feeling discouraged, I put all my hope into the Lord. Is your family under, if your family's under attack, no, weapon, no weapons form against me shall prosper. As for me and my house, we will worship the Lord. It can't take another day. I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me. Got a bad call from the doctor. By your stripes, I am healed. You don't know what to do. Got a big decision to make. Seek first the kingdom of heaven. I will not lean on my own understanding. See, the Bible, the Bible is there for us so that we may fight. You heard after doing something wrong. You did something wrong. Did something you weren't supposed to do. There is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Can I keep going? 
having relationship problems. Go to a mirror, look at yourself, say love is patient, love is kind, love does not boast, it is not proud, it does not dishonor others, it is not self-seeking, it is not, it's not easily angered, it does not keep any records of wrong. Love delights, and love never delights in evil, but rejoices in truth. It always protects, it always trusts, it always hopes, it always perseveres. Love never fails. See, the devil isn't some little man in a costume. He's not, he's not a little guy with horns and he, <laughs> that's not who he is. And if you believe that that's who he is, you probably believe that Jesus is like this hippie dude with blonde hair and blue eyes. But he's not. This is how John described Jesus in his return. Revelations 1, 14 through 16. His hair was like wool. I ain't never seen a sheep do this. White as snow. His eyes were like flame of fire. His feet were like polished bronze, refined in a, in a furnace. Jesus had a good tan. His voice thundered like the mighty ocean waves. He held seven stars in his right hand and the sharp two-edged sword came out of his mouth. A sharp two-edged sword came out of his mouth. And his face was like the sun in all of his brilliance. See, when Jesus came, when Jesus came, come, comes back, he is doing spiritual warfare. He's using his voice, using the word of God, using his voice like his father did. In the beginning, God created heaven and earth. In the beginning, there was the word, and the word was God, and the word was with God, and God became flesh. Say, not today, Satan. So if you feel like the devil's knocking at your door, are in your refrigerator. Know that your Bible, the Word of God, is the only thing that can defeat Him. Hide that in your heart. Hide the word in your heart. The only way for it to come out of your mouth, right? As if it is in your heart. Where is your Bible, church? Where is your sword? You're at war without a sword. That's what helps us fight. Not for victory, but from victory. So I want to leave you all with one scripture. As the band comes up, it's James 4, 7. It says, submit yourself to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Submit yourself to God. For most, 
looks like this. Submit yourself. Submit yourself. Submit yourself. Resist the devil, and he will flee. He will flee because, listen, the power that's in you is the same power that rose Jesus from the dead. The power that's in you is the same power that can cause a mountain to be formed out of a, out of a sand of dust, a, a pile of dust. The same power that's in you breathed life into the ground and made man. The same power that's in you made the sun come up this morning. So submit yourself to the Lord. Resist the devil. And he will flee from you. Let's pray. Hey, Jesus. God, I pray. Um, I pray that we actually start sharpening our sword. I pray that we understand, Jesus, that we do not fight for victory, but we fight inside of yours. I pray, Jesus, that we understand that we are in war. We are under attack, but you. I pray, Jesus, that you just open up the Bible in a way that you haven't. Allow us to see your goodness. Allow us to understand that it is a love letter. The Bible is a love letter written to, written to us by you, our loving dad, so that we may not be discouraged, that we may not feel weak, but that we may be strong and feel cared for and loved by a lovely, beautiful Father. It's your great name we pray this morning. Amen.